praise God. Good morning, everyone, once again. First Timothy 2 from verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life, in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. At this time, we're going to be praying, still praying for souls. We're going to be praying that many more are coming to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many more are receiving the gospel. Many more, the scales are falling off of their eyes. The scales that have been put there by the devil is falling off of their eyes. And they are quick to receive the gospel. They are receptive to the gospel. Their hearts are softened, you know. And peaceable towards the gospel. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead. Can you unmute yourself right now? We're praying that many more are receptive to the gospel. Many <laughs> Ramakiza, 
Ma 
Oh, glory, 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 glory. Yes, Lord, five billion souls, five billion souls, Katabunda Paranabasata. Many more are coming to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, hallelujah. The scales that the enemy has put there that has blinded their eyes, they have fallen off. Hallelujah. Likaba Sondokobakaya. Yes, hallelujah. Legi de Bozo Toko Barakabasatakabaya. Your hearts are open to understanding in the name of the Lord Jesus. Likro Sotokobakasakabaya. Because Jesus, while speaking, he said, that when they had when they, when when their eyes are open, when the blindness is gone, when the skills are falling off of their eyes, they will receive the word and it will heal them, it will transform them. Those are expectations, even at this time. In the name of the Lord Jesus, five billion souls for the kingdom, five billion souls for the kingdom. As we rapture, we rapture with five billion souls, five billion souls ready for the coming of the Lord. Yes, hallelujah. Their hearts are now receptive to the word. Yes, because the scales are falling off of their eyes. The blindness with which the devil used to blind them is gone off. Hallelujah. It's gone off. Hallelujah. Light shines in their hearts now. Light shines in their hearts now. Everyone we meet, everyone we come in contact. Yes, the light of God's word is shining through 
heart as we teach them. Their hearts are receptive as we speak to them. Oh, they are overjoyed, Katabaya, to receive the gospel. They are excited to know more about God. For there is a longing in man that can only be satisfied by the knowledge of God, hallelujah, and the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Five billion souls for God. Five billion souls. Five billion souls. Yes, 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 yes. Five billion souls. Yes, hallelujah. We are taking them with us. We are taking them with us. We are emptying cities. We are emptying countries. We are emptying counties. We are emptying nations. Oh, glory to God. Five billion souls for the Lord Jesus. Five billion souls for the Lord Jesus at the rapture. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. For in the name of the Lord Jesus, we've prayed. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone, depending on what part of the world you are being connected from at this time. It's always a pleasure and a delight to lead us in prayers. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for this delightful opportunity to always lead us in prayer. Today is another day. You're all welcome to be inspired by the word Global Times of Devotion. Today is another day to be blessed, to increase in the knowledge of God's word. Hallelujah. All right, now we're going over to the Rhapsody segment. Brother Martins, over to you. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I would like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity. Okay, um, today's Rhapsody of Reality segments. Today's Rhapsody of Reality, Pastor is saying to us, the spirit has been poured out. Hallelujah. Today is Thursday, the 25th of February. And our team scripture is Joel chapter 2, verse 28. And it says, And it shall come to pass. Afterward, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. The Bible says no man can see Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. No one can confess the Lordship of Jesus or decide to serve God, except being drawn by the Holy Spirit. When the Bible says the word of salvation is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart, Romans 10, 8. It's the Holy Spirit that puts the word in your heart. Right from when someone professes the Lordship of Jesus for salvation, is the Holy Spirit already working in his or her life? Pastor goes on and says, God, knowing that everyone needs the Holy Spirit to believe the gospel, said in our opening, in our team verse, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. The emphasis on the word, all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Note the underlined phrase, all flesh. In fact, the complete Jewish Bible clarifies it. It says, after this, I will pour out my spirit on all humanity. Glory to God. On all humanity. It says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That's Joel 3 verse 1. Complete Jewish Bible. So, the all flesh in the KJV actually means all humanity. You know, when I think about this, this um, scripture, what comes to my mind is the emphasis on all. 
which means that Fulani headsman, that Iranian soldier, those guys in Iran, in Syria, in Lebanon, in those countries that we call, that the world seems to call Islamic nation, they have actually, the spirit of God has actually been poured out upon them. But they know not, neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. But we will cause a change in this our world. That's why we pray. That's why we intercede fervently for them. That's why we keep saying five billion souls and more are going with us for the, with the rapture. Praise the Lord. Also goes on, he says, the spirit has been poured out on all humanity. This is the reason anyone today can hear and receive the gospel. In Acts 2, the Bible says, a large crowd of Jews came from different nations of the world to celebrate Pentecost. Read Acts chapter 2, verse 9 to 12. As Peter ministered the gospel to them, 3,000 of them gave their hearts to Christ one day. But the Bible says, the glory of the latter shall supersede that of the former. As we minister all around the world, millions and billions are giving their life to God. They are coming into the kingdom. They are coming by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible um, Pastor goes on and says, the next time Peter ministered, it was 5,000 souls. The first one was 3,000, the next one was 5,000. And now it keeps multiplying and increasing and increasing until it got to us. And as we minister, we don't do thousands anymore. We talk about billions. Hallelujah. You see, it was 5,000 souls that got converted. Acts 4.4. Before long, there was a multitude of believers in Jerusalem. Why? The Holy Ghost has been poured out on all men. A promise, as promised in, jo in Joel chapter 2, verse 28. Glory to God. You know, when we preach the gospel, one of the reasons why the Spirit of God has been poured out is so that their hearts, the Bible says, I will remove the heart of stone. The stony heart, the kind of heart that that um, Pharaoh had, the kind of heart that even saw, that was when he, when the spirit of God came upon, when he was anointed, he turned around and he was changed into a new man. When these ones received the Holy Spirit, they are torn, they are changed into a new man. That heart of stone that is causing them to be unbelieving, that is causing them not to understand, not to, not to accept Jesus, is taken away from them. And then the heart of the spirit is given to them. Praise the Lord. You know, um, for God to dwell in man, the Bible says God dwells in eternity. He dwells in eternity. And the Bible says God has set eternity in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Before God can dwell in man, he has to set eternity in our hearts. He has to set it. He has to come with the Holy Spirit to bring that eternity into our hearts. Then God can dwell in us. So if God dwells in eternity and he has set eternity in our hearts, then God dwells in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Now, Pastor goes on to say, this is why we preach the gospel. Because we know everyone has the capacity to accept the word of God. Yes, everyone has the capacity to accept. The Holy Spirit is all over the world, working, convicting the world of sin and drawing men to righteousness. Praise the Lord. There was this day which received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. It's so beautiful to find that righteousness is a gift. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be qualified. The Bible says God qualified us. So all, the, all we need is to accept what God has done. Accept the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Accept it. That's all. It's a gift. And it's imparted into your spirit immediately. And that gift comes with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, we carry God. You know, this is akin to what, um, there's a montage by Reverend Tom, when it says, when you fellowship with God through the word, and you fellowship with the Spirit, he rubs himself on you, and when you come out, you smell God like perfume. Yes, we smell God like perfume, because the Holy Spirit has been poured on us, and we carry him everywhere we go. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Once again, I'd like to say thank you so much to the esteemed Amarak for this great opportunity. Right now, I'll hand over to Sister Joy for the prayer and the, for the confession and the further study. Thank you so much. God bless you.
Thank you so much, Bermartin. Um, thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Um, taking, the further study is taken from Mark 16, 15 to 16. It says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his hope. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And finally, 1 Corinthians 9:16. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yes, yea, woe is unto me if I preached not the gospel, hallelujah. We're going to be taking the prayers together. You don't have to unmute your mic, you just take it after me. I am a partner with God in changing the world. His partner in soul winning. What an honor it is to preach the gospel to all men upon whom the Holy Ghost has been poured out. The hearts of men and women around the world are made ready to receive the gospel today, hallelujah. It's reaching all nations and every creature in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Dozier as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this platform. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone, depending on where we're connecting from. Um, thank you all for showing up and for being consistent with um, reading the, with the Rhapsody reading every day and with the Bible reading. Uh, we're going into the New Testament Bible reading, and we've been reading the, the message translation. It's been a very, very interesting read. Yesterday, Pastor was telling us to, as we're going through the scriptures, we should visualize ourselves in it. So visualize the blessings that you see as we go through the scriptures. So today we're reading from the book of Mark, and we're reading Mark chapter 1, Mark chapter 7 from verse 1 to 23. And the caption reads, the source of your pollution. From verse 1, the Pharisees, along with some religion scholars who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around him. They noticed that some of his disciples weren't being careful with ritual washings before meals. The Pharisees, Jews in general, in fact, will never eat a meal without going through the motions of a ritual hand washing. With an especially vigorous scrubbing, if they had just come from the market, to say nothing of the, scour the scour scourgings, they will give jugs and pots and pans. The Pharisees and religious scholars asked, why do your disciples flout the rules, showing up at meals without washing their hands? And in the modern time, we could ask, why do you show up without using a sanitizer? Jesus answered, Isaiah was right about frauds like you. Hit the bull's eye, in fact. This is now Isaiah being quoted. These people make a big show of saying the right thing, but their heart isn't in it. They act like they are worshipping me, but they don't mean it. They just use me as a cover for teaching whatever suits their fancy, ditching God's command and taking up the latest fads. He went on, well, good for you. You get rid of God's command so you won't be inconvenienced in following the religious fashions. Moses said, respect your father and mother, and anyone denouncing father or mother shall be killed. We'll be reading the book of Leviticus, and we've seen that um, if you disrespect your father and your mother, you'll be killed, as Jesus is quoting from what the Old Testament says. 
But you weasel out of that by saying that it's perfectly acceptable to say to your father or mother, gifts, what I owed you, I've given as a gift to God. Thus, relieving yourselves of obligation to father or mother, you scratch out God's word and scrawl a wimp in its place. You do a lot of things like this. So Jesus is telling them that, okay, the laws are clear, but you guys have a way of, you know, watering down some part of it. You pick whatever you want and you choose whatever you want. Depends on your convenience. And this is what a lot of people do. But Jesus is telling them that take it as it is. Verse 14, Jesus called the crowd together again and said, listen now, all of you, take this to heart. It's not what you swallow that pollutes your life. It's what you vomit. That's the real pollution. When he was back home, you know, the Bible always talked about Jesus talking to the crowd generally. And whenever he goes back home to his inner circle, he now explains what he was saying. So going back home, when he was back home, after being with the crowd, his disciples said, we don't get it. Put it in plain language. Jesus said, are you being willfully stupid? Don't you see that what you swallow can't contaminate you? It doesn't enter your heart, but your stomach walks its way through the intestines and is finally flushed. Take that took care of dietary cobblings. Jesus was saying that all foods are fit to eat. Praise God, all foods are fit to eat. He went on. It's what comes out of a person that pollutes. Obscenities, lusts, thefts, murders, adulteries, greeds, depravity, deceptive dealings, carousing, mean looks, slander, arrogance, foolishness. All these are vomits from the heart. This is the source of your pollution. So Jesus is saying that is what, what comes out from the heart that actually pollutes um, people. And yesterday's reading was so significant because pastor was saying that we should visualize what we want to see, what we want to create, what we want to have, what we want to possess in this physical realm. We need to possess it from within. So um, Jesus is talking here on generally because before now, the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. But for you and I, the new creature, we have been given a new heart. The old heart of stone has been taken away and we've been given the heart of God. We've been given a heart of love. So from that heart, we can visualize and we can create things of love, of kindness, of mercy, of grace. And we, we can refuse to visualize or to allow seeds of murder, of thefts and adultery come out from us. We can allow the fruits of the spirit to gain ascendancy, to bear forth fruits in our hearts in Jesus' name. Thank you very much for this wonderful time. God bless you all as we go forth and bear forth fruits of righteousness. Praise God. Right now, we're handing over to Brother John, who will take us in the Old Testament reason. God bless you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so, so much, Brother It's always a delight to hear you read the New Testament. Okay, um, we're moving to the Old Testament now. Same message translation. We're reading Leviticus 26 and 27. So I'll be a little faster because we still have some testimonies from yesterday that we are meant to take today. So I'll try to be as fast as possible. Praise the Lord. So um, from verse 1, don't make idols for yourselves. Don't set up an image or a sacred pillar for yourselves and don't place a calf stone in your land that you can bow down to in worship. I am God, your God. Keep my Sabbaths, treat my sanctuary with reverence. I am God. If you leave, now uh, caption, if you live by my decrees, from verse 3, if you live by my decrees and obediently keep my commandments, I will send the rains in their seasons. The ground will yield its crops and the trees of the field their fruits. You will thresh unto the grape harvest and the grape harvest will continue until planting time. You will have more than enough to eat and will live safe and secure in your land. I will make the country a place of peace. You will be able to go to sleep at night without fear. I will get rid of the wild beasts 
I'll eliminate war. You will chase out your enemies and defeat them. As you can see in the Old Testament, the Lord told them to keep his decrees and he will do all this for them. But in the New Testament, we have already kept the decrees by obedience through Jesus Christ. And the only thing he told us to do was what was found in 2 Timothy chapter 2, from verse 1 to 4, the pastor has taught us that we pray for all men and leaders that all these will have will live peaceably. Praise the Lord. So going on, so you will chase out your enemies and defeat them. Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand and do away with them. I'll give you my full attention. I'll make you I'll make sure you prosper, make sure you grow in numbers, and keep my covenants with you in good working order. You will still be eaten from last year's harvest when you have to clean out the barns to make room for the new crops. I'll set up my residence in your neighborhood. I won't avoid to or shun you. I'll stroll through your streets. I'll be your God. You'll be my people. I am God, your personal God, who rescued you from Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I ripped off the harness of your slavery so that you can move about freely. Now, this part is not for us. But if you refuse to obey me, but if you refuse to obey me, I won't observe my commandments, despising my decrees and holding my laws in contempt by your disobedience, making a shambles of my covenant. I will step in and pour on the trouble, debilitating disease, high fevers, blindness, your life leaking out bit by bit. You will plant seed, but your enemies will eat the crops. You will turn my back. I'll turn my back on you and stand by while your enemies defeat you. People will, people will hate you, will govern you. You will run scared even when there's no one chasing you. And if none of this works getting your attention, I'll discipline you seven times over for your sin. And see, God, what all these is God just trying to get their attention. It's not because he's a wicked God. He just wants to get their attention. So I'll break your strong pride. I'll make the skies above you like a sheet of thin and the ground under you like cast iron. No matter how hard you walk, nothing will come of it. No crops out of the ground, no fruits off the trees. Verse 21, if you defy me and refuse to listen, your punishment will be seven times more than your sins. I will set wild animals on you. They will rob you of your children, kill your cattle, and decimate your numbers until you, until you think you are living in a ghost town. And if even this doesn't work, and you refuse my discipline and continue your deviance, then it will be my turn to defy you. I, yes, I will punish you for your sins seven times over. I will let war lose on you, avenging your breaking of the covenant. When you huddle in your cities for protection, I will send a deadly epidemic on you and you'll be helpless before your enemies. When I cut off your bread supply, 10 women will bake bread in one oven and ration it out. You will eat, but barely. No one will get enough. That's 27. And if this, even this doesn't work, and you still won't listen, still defy me, I'll have, I'll have had enough. And in hot anger, will defy you, punishing you for your sins seven times over. Famine will be so severe that you will end up cooking and eating your sons in stews and your daughters in barbecues. I will smash your sex and religion shrines and all the, paraphernal, all the paraphernalia that goes with them, and then stack your corpses and idol corpses in the in the same pouch. I will abhor you. I will turn your cities into rubble. I will clean out your sanctuaries. I will hold my nose at the pleasing aroma of your sacrifices. <laughs> so it means that the aroma was actually pleasing. The sacrifice was actually pleasing, but God said He will hold His nose. <laughs> I'll turn your land into a lifeless moonscape. Your enemies will come in to take 
who come in to take over will be shocked at what they see. I will scatter you all over the world and keep after you with the points of my sword in your backs. There will be nothing left in your land, nothing going in your cities, with you gone and dispersed in the countries of your enemies. The land empty of you will finally get a break and enjoy its Sabbath, its Sabbath years. All the time it is left there empty, the land will get rest. The Sabbath, it never goes when you live there. <laughs> Verse 36, as for those among you still alive, I will give them over to the fearful timidity. Even the rustling of a leaf will throw them into a panic. They will run here and there, back and forth, as if running for their lives, even though no one is after them. Tripping and falling over one another in total confusion. You won't stand a chance against an enemy. You perish among the nations. The land of your enemies will eat you up. Any who are left will slowly rot away in the enemy lands. Rot and all because of their sins. Their sins compounded by their ancestors' sins. Now, this is say, on the other hand, if they confess, verse 40. On the other hand, if they confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors, their treacherous betrayer, the defiance that set off my defiance that sent them off into enemy lands, if by some chance they soften their hard hearts and make amends for their sin, I'll remember my covenant with Jacob. I'll remember my covenant with Isaac. And yes, I'll remember my covenant with Abraham. And I will remember the land. The land will be empty of them and enjoy its Sabbaths while they are gone. They will pay for their sins because they refused my laws and treated my decrees with contempt. But in spite of their behavior, while they are among their enemies, I won't reject or abhor or destroy them completely. I won't break my covenant with them. I am God, their God. For their sake, I will remember the covenant with their ancestors, whom I, whom I with all the nations watching, brought out of Egypt in order to be their God. I am God. These are the decrees, laws, and instructions that God established between himself and the people of Israel through Moses at Mount Sinai. So quickly we move to chapter 27. Vows, dedications, and redemptions. Hmm. Okay, we read from verse 1. God spoke to Moses. He said, speak to the people of Israel. Tell them, if anyone wants to vow the value of a person to the service of God, Set the value of a man between the ages of 20 and 60 at 50 shekels of silver, according to the sanctuary shekel. For if a woman, for a woman, the valuation is 30 shekels. If the person is between the ages of 5 and 20, set the value at 20 shekels for a male and 10 shekels for a female. If the person is between one month and five years, set the value at five shekels for of silver for a boy and three shekels of silver for a girl. If the person is over 60, set the value as 15 shekels for a man and 10 shekels for a woman. If anyone is too poor to pay the stated amount, he is to present the person to the priest who will then set the value for him according to what the person making the vow can afford. Verse 9, if he vowed an animal that is acceptable as an offering to God, the animal is given to God and becomes the property of the sanctuary. He must not exchange or substitute a good one for a bad one or a bad one for a good one. If he should dishonestly substitute one animal for another, both the original and the substitute property, both the original and the substitute become property of the sanctuary. If what he vowed is a ritually unclean animal, one that is not acceptable as an offering to God, the animal must be shown to the priest who will set his value either high or low. Whatever the priest sets will be its value. If the owner changes his mind and wants to redeem it, he must add 20% to its value. If a man dedicates his house to God into the possession of a sanctuary, the priest assesses value, setting it either high or low. Whatever value the priest sets, that is what it is. If the man wants to buy it back, he must add 20% to its price, and then it is his again. Verse <laughs> 16. If a man dedicates to God part of his family land, its value is to be set according to the amount of seed that is needed for it at a rate of 50 shekels of silver to six bushels of belly seed. 
if he dedicates his field during the year of Jubilee, the set value stays. But if he dedicates it after the Jubilee, the priest will compute the value according to the years left until the next Jubilee, reducing the value proportionately. If the one dedicating it wants to buy it back, he must add 20% to his valuation, and then it is his again. But if he doesn't redeem it or sell the field to someone else, it can never be bought back. When the field is released in the Jubilee, it becomes holy to God, the possession of the sanctuary. God's field, it goes into the hands of the priest. Verse 22, if a man dedicates to God a field he has got, a field which is not part of the family land, the priest will compute its proportionate value in relation to the next year of Jubilee. The man must pay its, its value on the spot as something that is now holy to God, belonging to the sanctuary. In the year of Jubilee, it goes back to his original owner, the man from whom he bought it. The valuations will be reckoned by the sanctuary shekel at 20 gerahs to the shekel. Verse 26, no one is allowed to dedicate the firstborn of an animal. The firstborn as firstborn already belongs to God. No matter if it's cattle or sheep, it already belongs to God. If it's one of the ritually unclean animals, he can buy it back as it is assessed value, as it's assessed value by adding 20% to it. If he doesn't redeem it, it is to be sold at its assessed value. But nothing that a man will irrevocably devote to God from what belongs to him, whether human or animal or family land, may be either sold or bought back. Everything devoted is holy to the highest degree. It is God's. It is God's inalienable property. No human who has been devoted to destruction can be redeemed. He must be put to death. Verse 30. A tenth of the land's produce, whether grain from the ground or fruits from the trees, is God's. It is holy to God. If a man buys back any of the tenth he has given, he must add 20% to it. A tenth of the entire herd and flock, every tenth animal, that passes under the shepherd's rod is holy to God. He is not permitted to pick out of the good from the bad or make a substitution. If he dishonestly makes a substitution, both animals, the original and the substitute, become the possession of the sanctuary and cannot be redeemed. These are the commandments that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai for the people of Israel. Praise be unto God. And we gloriously conclude the book of Leviticus. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, everyone. Over to you, Pastor Deborah. Pidima, over to you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you so very much, Brother John. Okay, so we had some testimonies from yesterday that we're going to be taking. Okay, I'm not sure. I took, I personally took down the numbers, the names. <clears throat> Please, if you had um, your testimonies, let's quickly take um, one or two for the time we have now. If you raised your hand to share your testimony yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's quickly take one. I hope you can hear me, please. I might be heard. Yes, yes, we can hear you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. If you have a testimony you want to share, I'm not sure I remember the names. I remember all things from yesterday. I think we had Brother Fitz and Lights. We had um, Brother Max. Max, something. Okay, okay. Somebody has raised that. Okay, but that fits in. Yes, I have Maximus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, brother Maximus, please. Let's let's have your testimony. Can you unmute yourself? Good afternoon. Good evening. Okay. Um. Yesterday, it wasn't necessarily. Um. It's not actually a testimony. It was um, observation from 
uh, what we read in the Bible, Leviticus yesterday. Okay. Where, yes, because that's what I wanted to talk about yesterday. So it wasn't really, it was not really a testimony. So I don't know if someone has a testimony, person can share. Maybe I should just leave it for mm-hmm. the person that wants to. Okay, no, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. Okay, from what I observed yesterday from the, um, the Bible reading in Leviticus, um, I observed that the people that fell on hard times back then, and, and God said that the, um, his people should actually uh, redeem that person. They should pay to get that person from slavery or to pay to get that person from the hard time. You know, we are in the last days and, and a lot are happening whereby we have things to do for the kingdom. We have a lot to do for the kingdom and we all want to give and give more for the kingdom. But the Bible said in the New Testament that be good to men, especially those in the house of the God. So if you're in the church and going through a hard time and someone is going through a difficult time, I think it is, it is time for you to actually um, get to reach that person and help that person in the sense that it may not necessarily be you trying to give the person money. It may be something of you collaborating with the person. Maybe you you have the phone and the person does not have the phone to do certain stuff. And you know the person can do that thing. You come together and work with the person. Because I remember during IPPC, where Pastor asked Frank Edwards and um, another um, artist and Pastor asked, asked both of them, do you people do business together? And they said no. And Pastor was surprised because Pastor was like, Okay, so all you got to do is just come and sing. But do you know both of you can come and put force together and start a business? And maybe if it's agri, produce something and you do everything. So I think it is time for us to collaborate. So you see someone in church that the person is not doing well. Of course, you want to ask the person to pray. But I think it's time for us to get to help the person in the sense that let the person start doing something so the person can have to give more. From mm. observation, Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise God. Wow, that, that's a very excellent thought. I too, I too observed that yesterday because it went as far as even if the person sold themselves, you have to we need someone to go and redeem the person after a certain period. Praise the Lord. That's true. You know, it's it's high time actually you, you get involved with because the person might have an idea and you have the funding. You know, but whatever you do, remember, like Pastor will always tell us at the same time, when you are coming to do business, let it be under advisory. Your leaders have to know. So you don't just go on your own and say, okay, two of us want to start business. And then, no, your leaders have to be involved. They have to know so that you can all be guided in the right path and how to go about the business. Thank you so much, Brother Maximus. That's excellent talks. Thank you so much. Brother Fitness Life. Thank you so much, Pastor Ma. Good morning. Thank you, sir. Good morning. Some sisters. Wow. Um, I still really want to thank the esteemed sister Amarak for this amazing um platform. And you know, some weeks back, I just want to share the testimony because I think some weeks back ago, she permitted me to share um one of my songs light of the world and uh, i shared in the group and i received so much feedback and testimonies from from everyone and that alone was so much for me and you know because the rhapsody we shared that it was um talking about you are the light so when i shared it so many were blessed and i think i received especially testimony from Minister Israel Osho, you know, we've been watching him during the Your Love Was sessions and he's blessed us so much. And for me to get the feedback from him just means a lot to me. So I just want to thank God for, for blessing, you know, many lives around the world with, with that song. Thank you so much, Ma. Wow, congratulations. Congratulations, Brother Yes, your song was really amazing. It was really a blessing. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the song, please do. It's on YouTube. It's an amazing song. A very beautiful song. And I really did. I love it. Thank you so much. 
Praise God. Okay, at this time, um, we'll be taking our Pauline affirmations. So over to you, Brother Martins, to handle that segment right away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening once again. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for this great opportunity. Okay, um, our polar information this morning, you take our polar information normally, starting with your name. My name is, you take your information. I have the spirit of wisdom. Then the next paragraph, I, you say your name, I'm granted according to the riches of his glory. I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute right now as we take this affirmation at the count of three. One, two, three. My name is Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's kindly get our communion things ready at this time. Praise the Lord. So let's get our bread ready as we read the scripture right now. Praise God. First Corinthians 11 from verse 23. And it says, For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Please do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. We exalt your name. We bless you, God, for you are God and you are good. And this is our season of grace. You know, when pastor taught us concerning the bread, he said, the thanksgiving that Jesus Christ gave at every time where he had to multiply food 
to the saints, um, to the people. He said, when he gave thanks, that thanksgiving caused a multiplication. It caused a multiplication. And Father, at this time, we give thanks for your body. That as we break it, there's a multiplication in every area of our lives. There's a multiplication in our business. There's a sudden blossoming. There's a sudden boom. Multiplication everywhere. Multiplication in our finances. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Multiplication in our family. For everything that seemed as though it was dry and dying. We speak life to it and we speak multiplication to it. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Everything that our hand finds to do. We speak in multiplication, exponential increase, that the grace of the Lord has come to rest upon all these things that we are involved with. Is it, are we leaders in church, in our care groups, in our friendship circles, in our cells, in our Bible study classes? We speak an exponential multiplication. Grace upon grace to lead the people. Suddenly, wisdom and understanding has been granted us. By the reason of the bread that we're breaking today, hallelujah. We receive grace. We receive grace. Grace heaped upon grace to be able to deal with certain people. Grace heaped upon grace to be able to get to that level of financial administration, financial multiplication. Yes, grace upon grace for ideas, ideas that brings about supernatural financing. Lord, we thank you because your body has been broken that we no more will be broken, but we only experience grace upon grace, exponential increase, grace upon grace, Increase on every side, multiplication, blessings upon blessings. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may now break the bread. Hallelujah. From verse 25. After the same manner also he took the cup. And when he has substituted, this cup is a new testament in my blood. This do he as often as he drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, he will show the Lord's death till he comes. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. Hallelujah. We do proclaim your death. All around the world, the nations of the world, the cities, the nations of men. We do proclaim your death. We'll keep preaching this gospel. We'll keep noising it abroad. We'll never be quiet. And as we speak, we bring forth, we bring more into the kingdom. As we speak, we speak with boldness, with signs and wonders following it. Hallelujah. Our words are not empty, but they are full of power. They are full of power. As we go about winning souls, there's a demonstration of the spirit. Every house we come, every house we enter, everyone we come in contact with, every business we go to to speak to the owner about salvation, everyone we meet on the street, there's a demonstration of power. As we speak forth words, our words are backed with power. Miracles, sudden miracles are happening to them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, and we keep proclaiming it, hallelujah. Till the rapture of the church. Five billion souls and more, hallelujah. For the kingdom of God. Because we are going for the great party. And there's no party without a crowd. There's no party without celebration. We are going for the great party. And we are taking five billion souls and more with us. By the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let us take the cup at this time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As we're taking this cup at this time, I thought an unction for everyone that's going to be preaching the gospel today. 
wherever you are, take advantage of the situation, of the circumstance, preach the gospel, and your words will be backed by power. You're going to be rotting miracles in the lives of those people today as you preach the gospel. Is there anyone that is sick? Be bold and command that sickness to go and it will go. Is there anyone that has been suffering from financial challenges? Speak prosperity into their lives and it will come. Is there anyone that has been going through situations in their family? There's been an unrest in their family. Boldly proclaim the word and you will see, you will see that miracle. It will be sudden. It will be swift by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, everyone. Let's kindly all unmute ourselves. And share the basic fellowship. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a lovely day. Amen.